abandoned, left for dead, sick, alone in a hospital for days. Would he make it? Would he recover? Would you ever see him again? Ladies and gentlemen, CJ Morgan's back. What you can do is put me in the hospital and stick me with a $100,000 bill. Oh, man. Or whatever. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't even received it yet. That's how bad it is. Usually when you go to the hospital and on the way out, they're like, all right, your copay was 50, but you're going to have blah, blah, blah. Then you're like, ah, damn, that's it. But this is going to be one of those things uh, that are going to stick with me for a while. But don't worry. My infection's good. They cleaned out my dinger. It's back. It's big. It's old. It's floppy. So uh, everything's ready to roll. It's healthy. Uh, But since we have Matt and Emily both in here, a very surprised full crew for the intro, I want to tell you all my favorite part of being in the hospital. Okay. Do we have to listen? Yeah, you do. That's Uh, why you're here. That's the worst part of the show. (laughs) Yeah. As anyone out there knows. (laughs) Absolutely. Emily, you're going to like this, too. Um, say hi, Emily. Hi. See, look at that. We're live for reals this time. Oh, really, yeah. really surprised all of us. Uh, so, I'm, I'm still ACL funk in my head. You know what? At least you weren't in the hospital because of ACL Sorry, fest. sorry, sorry. I can't complain. She wasn't <laughs> listening. She doesn't know you were in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one did, which we'll get to later on in the week during group therapy. But uh, my a very CJ moment, my only moment, my favorite moment. Actually, I had, I had many good moments in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Uh, the nurse is great. They're sweet. They take care of you. Not so into your jokes. Not no, no, well. No. They're doing their job. Turns so. turns out a captive audience doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also discovered that uh, my hospital actually did. At first, I was just watching Law and Order SVU. Marathon was on. Perfect. Show, show still slaps. I learned so much about the legal process. So I could probably be a detective slash lawyer. But at one point, I found discovered they had HBO. So I was like, oh, hot tub time machine. I haven't watched this in forever. Didn't realize it was HBO. A nurse comes in to check my vitals and take my blood and do all this stuff. And then it's in the middle of a very awkward sex scene <laughs> where Craig's in the, he's in the hot tub. or No, yeah. no, he's in the bathtub. Uh-huh. And there's a topless nude female on top of him. And he's like, I can't, my wife. And she's just trying to get out as fast as she can. And I feel so uncomfortable. And I'm like, lady, you're not drawing blood. It's all down here. <laughs> you got her good. Uh, but no, she reported no. you. To- probably. Um, it was it, that that was the most uncomfortable moment, and I had needles in me the entire time. Uh, but the best moment is as I'm about to go in surgery. I haven't even been given the stuff to make me high yet, but I have four different hospital personnel. One's on the computer taking my information. One's running my diagnostics. Uh, the other two are hooking me up to things to get ready. And so the lady behind me is like, all right, your uh, heart rate is this, your oximeter is this, your blah, 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 over 69. And I go, <laughs> and then silence. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But then the lady next to me taking the stuff on the computer, she goes, ha, <laughs> ha, yeah. And then a little more. I think there was a little pity laugh right there. No, because no. the curtain next to me, someone else waiting on arthritic surgery goes, ha, 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 ha. Oh, you didn't and get a nice, though. I got a good big laugh. <laughs> so my entire hospital. 
hospital experience was made up just for the fact that I got a 69 joke. Zero D's nuts jokes. Do you know they actually charge you $1,200 for a 69 joke? Oh, You're man. You're getting ready to get a bill. I can only imagine what my bill's going to be like. The, the hot tub time machine stress. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The constant banner and jokes. All that and more. Coming up on oh, the CJ Morgan Show. What if it's 429,000, dollars $69,69. at least. Take it to the edge. That's right. October 17th is National Edging Day. Really now? Taking it to the edge. What is edging? Well, edging is basically preventing a client. Oh, wait. Hold a minute. Oh, never mind. Today's National Edge Day, meaning it promotes a movement of youth refraining from alcohol, tobacco, and other recreational drugs as part of the straight edge movement. Oh, this is boring. Never mind. This is lame punk rockers. Let's see what else today is. Today's also... National Bosses Day. Oh, what? Well. October 16th, National Bosses Day, also known as the Day of Bosses, recognizes the hardworking. Uh, why is it going to be on a Monday? Boss overseeing the workplace. Employees across the United States show appreciation and thankfulness to their bosses, remembering their bosses' kindness and fairness throughout the year as well. It's celebrated in October because it's the closest working day to the weekend. Uh, what? That makes no sense. This what? is Somebody why do that... bosses need a, a, a day? Well, I'll tell you. Many leaders carry heavy loads. They oversee <laughs> many employees and guide their careers too. Sure. Every organization that's led to success is on their shoulders. It's their list of responsibilities, which are multifaceted, that helps bosses. And you know what, Spencer? It says here that some bosses have bosses themselves. So you not only need to celebrate your boss, your direct supervisor, but their boss as well. Because depending on Mm. the size of the organization, those bosses answer to someone. And every boss needs to be told... Okay. How great they are. CJ, does it say there how to celebrate a boss? Yes, how to celebrate National Bosses Day. Give your boss the day off. Treat your boss to a game of golf. Wow. It's written in the 50s. Who, what the, how do you give your boss a day off? Hey, boss, just don't even... Who cares? Uh, well, here's how. Statistically, By ho- how does that work? Hosting a potluck with your boss's favorite foods. How do, oh. Then just wipe your finger in your armpit and put in that potluck, and then your boss is going to have a day off. Man, why are you hating so hard on the boss today? Have everyone in the office sign a card of appreciation. Okay. Invite customers or clients to share memories of your boss. Sure. Create a timeline of your boss's accomplishments. That's how you celebrate the boss on National Boss's Day. And I'm cool. just saying, Bruce Springsteen already has all. Why does he need more? This is BS. I but see. just kidding. Our boss, Lawless, you're the best. Please the don't best. fire me. Love you, man. Twitch and OnlyFans star Amaranth uh, revealed that she has a husband, and it doesn't look so good. And now it's time for Emily's Social Cues. If it's on the internet, it's on the radio. That's what Social Cues is all about. And yes, I've been watching way too much internet content creator drama over the weekend. And this one 
One of the bigger ones where there is a lot of infighting amongst the E people. Yeah, um, <laughs> this one, it's kind of sad, I'll be honest. Um, and Amaranth, I've actually met her in person before multiple times. So she's a famous Twitch streamer. Yes. She's got some uh, uh, honkers. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of dudes give her a lot of money. She has 5.9 million follower, followers only on Twitch. Wow. And that's it. And basically her whole shtick is she's a pretty girl that plays. She, she is like literally the pretty girl on Twitch who streams and talks and does nothing but yeah. looks pretty and plays video games. And, and, which, which is still a job. Well, so. video gaming, yeah, streaming at least. Uh, I know. I guess sometimes, like, there's like certain streams that'll just be like chatting and stuff. So yeah. I assume that's what she does. And that's a lot what too. she does too. But she's like yeah. the n- one of the number one streamers. And that's on one of the Twitch. things a lot of incels complain about is that she's just hot and she doesn't actually do anything. And listen, well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. I'm fed up with e-content <laughs> creators. I've had enough from them this weekend. They're worse than politicians and political fans. Sick of it. I, I've now started not just muting politics, but muting every goddamn e-content creator thing. I, I can't anymore. I, wow. I can't with them. But really? this okay. is kind of a sad, weird case. And like and I said, one, a yeah. lot of fighting. So what what exactly happened with Amarith? Yeah, and, and this one is also important to talk about, too, just because... Exploitation. Yeah, it's exploitation. And and basically what ended up happening is she went on live on Twitch, uh, I believe this past weekend. And when she was live, she got a call from what she finally disclosed to everybody was her husband. So she's <laughs> pretended that she's single this whole time. Smart. Well, well, and it turns it, out it might not have been her idea. She answers oh. the phone and she puts it on speaker so that she has proof of like how abusive he is and so on twitch stream he's like yelling at her cursing her out threatening to kill her dogs all because she doesn't want to do a 24-hour twitch stream so then she kind of slowly starts revealing while she's like super upset that you know this whole shtick that she has is kind of because of her husband. He was the business manager controlling her. Yeah. Basically, and, and again, a lot of people say this is fake, it's set up, It's it's. there's a lot of infighting, but uh, they're alleging um, and what she said in the in the stream is basically her husband controls all the money, everything that was all ever her donated accounts. to her, her accounts went straight to him. Oh, so man. he has... All the control of this. It's similar to someone who's actually talented. Poppy um, had an issue, I think. <laughs> yes, Poppy. It yeah. was her brother, I believe, that she collaborated with. Yeah. And well, with those early YouTube videos that she did. There were allegations that he was the one that was... Making her be all weird well, and, and stuff, too. It was right? their collab, but he was the one that was controlling everything, including, I guess, the YouTube and finances, which... You know, I don't yeah. I don't know exactly, but And I mean, she's wow. never talked about her relationship either. And so, I mean, a lot of people when they get married, they have shared bank accounts. That's just how it is. And um I think she probably started Twitch streaming before they got married too. See, when I met her, uh she's actually from the Houston area. Yeah. And when I met her, she was a cosplayer. She used to actually cosplay as mainly men <laughs> back in the day, um, before she got her surgeries of any kind. So she used to have a killer Legend of Zelda Link cosplay and she would go to all of the anime conventions uh before she tr- streamed on Twitch. And like we would talk to each other, and I used to know gain kind the, of a fan base that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, through through that. And then when she started doing Twitch streaming, she doesn't cosplay anymore, and it just kind of was like this 
weird switch from somebody like that to just like full on e-girl. And I mean, nobody questioned it because it was like she was making so much money. Um, But I guess she posted a bunch of of photos and videos, too, over the stream of of her abuse. And I don't think anybody has heard from her. So I I hope she's okay. She I guess one of the questions, the main is she asking for money? Right now, or is it just more so. of the reveal? Because that's what a lot was, of people are alleging: is that oh, you're just trying. This is another cash oh, grab. Think I so. don't think mm. that she was asking for money in her in her chat. I mean, like all the videos that I've seen, it doesn't. It really show looks like anything. abuse. It looks like yeah. the husband's controlling. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't show her getting any donations or anything at the time. So it is. It is just kind of sad. I mean, we we talk about how. A lot of kids are being exploited now on the internet by their parents. too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, by their Absolutely. parents. And you, even even wholesale like countries like China have like like warehouses yes. set up with uh, these all these streamers that are just basically in cubicles and stuff. It's crazy. It's it's, it's like wild. Ready Player One, man. No, I know. It feels like a Black Mirror episode, and you know, it's, it's this it's is going to sound a sad, weird thing, and this is going to sound extreme, but. I mean, is this modern day sex trafficking? Sort of. I was thinking about is it is it uh, yeah. a little bit of honey potting? And, yeah. and you bring up the companies and corporations that are kind of like taking advantage of this and Rooster Teeth over the weekend. Yep. Also blown up, but I've been crapping on Rooster Teeth since day one because they make crap content for dumb kids. Oh, but man. if uh, I've had several comedian friends and writers that have been hired over there that have Same. said I've written a if, song for them before. If you're not <laughs> if you're not like the top 10 dudes, the people that make their content, the rest of you are crap. Yeah. And yeah, my yeah. only problem is, is is the big whistleblower this weekend wrote an entire like thing and I was like, "Oh, that sucks. That's horrible." But then there was a paragraph where they were like, I was so sick from working so long, I got pneumonia, and I was hospitalized with 112-degree fever. And then I was like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Huh? You would be dead. You would be dead with that fever, <laughs> 106 baby. is like the highest where brain dead happens. So then I was suddenly like, well, wait a minute. If you exaggerate that... What else are you lying about? Yeah, and yeah. that's the problem. Is is yeah, don't don't exaggerate if you're gonna be the whistleblower. This whole the whole <laughs> e-content creator is a thing. You know what? Screw gatekeepers, but there's a reason Walter Cronkite was on the news because that man was in a gatekeeping society where he was the best of the best and became America's trusted newscaster because he just didn't throw up crap on an internet stream. He was Walter Cronkite, oh. get off my lawn. <laughs> well, they're also not allowed to just say whatever they want, you know what I mean? True. (laughs) Journalistic integrity, regulations, you get it. Well, either way, abuse is bad, and uh, you should out it if you can. And you know what? We'll donate to them honkers if we need to. (laughs) No, milk pours are not a trend. (laughs) It's Parent Pickup with our friend Matt Bearden. Uh, Yeah, there's a thing happening right now. They're calling it an environmentalist trend. Uh, Milk pours. That's going into a grocery store, taking milk out of the cabinet, Uh, opening it, pouring out all the milk to try to get more people to buy plant-based milk. Um, It's not a trend. First of all, they're telling us no. It's a trend. It's it's not any site. Oh, oh you mean like Tide Pods? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, any site that is. Uh, what was the other one I was pissed about, Spencer? Sleepy Chicken. Nyquil it's, chicken. No, it's not real. You're, you're making it a trend news, anyhow, Matt. Uh, any site that is promoting these new milk pours, well, they all go back to the same site, which is Animal Rebellion, and uh, they are an animal rights activist group, I suppose. 
But they've got uh, a small group uh, cadre of young people that they have convinced to do this. And it's literally no more than that, a small cadre of young people. And I'm just kind of letting everyone know because it is uh, enticing sometimes when you're younger and you see these things going on and you think, my God, am I being left out of this? Should I be doing more to save our planet? And uh, I'm not sure that that... Did you ever get convinced when you were younger to jump into something like this? Uh, Do a Mm, protest? uh, March against something? Walk out of your school? What was it, like a decade ago? The the ice bucket challenge, maybe? Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like that one was a little less harmful. I know. When when we were doing fourth grade presidential debates or whatever year it was, uh, I had to be Ross Perot because no one else wanted to. So I got convinced, I guess, to support the third party system. Well, there is a rise, I guess, because of TikTok and how TikTok works. But they seem to be, the protests seem to be much more performative and a little more spotlight on the individual than the cause itself. Yeah. Uh, two young people who uh, threw a can of soup onto a priceless Van Gogh uh, last week and then super glued their hands to the wall and filmed it all. Okay. And then there are the, here's the great part about it. What was, what were they protesting against? No idea. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. But it was everywhere. It did go it, everywhere. It, it, but guess what? The we message don't know got what, out. We don't know what the cause is. What kind um, of soup was it? Yeah. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was tomato soup, maybe. Oh. Uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't supposed to be anything about uh, Andy Warhol being greater than Van Gogh. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I, the uh, the overall thing here is. Um, uh, I guess we have to talk to our kids that sometimes these things are a little more about personal attention. Yeah. And I feel like they're using these causes uh, to kind of get away with some bad behavior. I think I yeah. sound like a real over 30 right now. Here's but. the deal. If you're going to protest, you, you got to do it like uh, like we did it, like it was done during the Vietnam War. You weren't around You then. go into the middle of the street, you sit there in a peaceful pose, you pour gasoline on yourself, you light yourself on fire, uh, and you stay calm and peaceful the entire time like that monk did. That is, uh, what's that dude. called? I don't you answer because I know you're going to know I, the it's answer. It's on a Rage Against the Machine album. It's a self-immolation. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's pretty That's, rad. And just, but I'm not no, trying no, to. Immolation is when you stab yourself. I also Incorrect. don't want. And, no, immolation is cutting yourself open, not burning. Immolation is burning. We shouldn't say this to kids. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's not convince kids Seppuku. to do any Seppuku's of this stuff. Seppuku is cutting and. Yes, there you go. Don't do that. Uh, all I was going to say is there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet that's trying to convince us, hey, uh, this is a big trend, and usually they aren't big trends. And it's important to teach our kids uh, the difference between uh, big trends and something that's being uh, bootstrapped by and astroturfed by a small. Making your drive home a little weirder. CJ Morgan on 101X. Finally, a burger fest. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! That's right, we're finally getting a burger fest uh, of sorts. Actually looks pretty kick-ass. Bad Larry Burger Club, the delicious hipstery smash burgers at the best bar on the crappiest street. Uh, that being Rainy Street, uh, you might have heard about Bad Larry Burger Club before. Absolutely exploded in popularity, and the burgers look incredible. And somehow, I guess the dude that's Bad Larry, like I'm mutuals with so many different friends. Yeah. So many people know him, but I have yet to put Bad Larry in my mouth. Same here, man. What's and up I with that? Absolutely want to, uh, because those burgers, even before they became the sensation in Austin, during the pandemic, they had a little slide or a catapult. And I had so many friends who were like, these smash burgers are amazing. I'm like, I need that. 
because at first it was genuinely just a pop-up. He would show up at some place in town, cook burgers, and then when he was done, he was done. Yeah. I never made it. Same. It's not fair, but now... like 300 burgers and they'll sell out in like 30 minutes. Absolutely Crazy. great business model. I mean, just... Uh, don't overextend yourself yeah. and, and create a demand. That's what uh, Bad Larry's done. And now Bad Larry taking it to the next level with Weekend at Larry's, an entire, not weekend, but week of Bad Larry Burgers, his friends, uh, plus some kick-ass music. Yes. And what excites me about this mm-hmm. is not just that it's uh, burgers and Bad mm-hmm. Larry, which I finally want to try, but my fiance was online buying Tickets to Blink-182 today. Oh, cool. And when it comes to music <laughs> and uh, Ticketmaster and the particular promoter, I won't trash on air because I still know that they have a death grip over the music industry, but it's impossible to get decent price concert tickets. Oh, yeah. Um, to go see even, you know, Blink-182, their uh, nostalgic heritage act, sure, it's going to be expensive, but damn, it's ridiculous. Like, the fight Just for generic uh, general missions. Yeah. The, the the cost is so dumb, and this whole thing supposedly was to fight scalpers. Hey, I liked it more when scalpers bought all the tickets because it was still cheaper than this crap. Me too. Anyhow, you can see some uh, good kick-ass bands, and a lot of times it's either free or for only like 10 bucks. Uh, here is the schedule for Weekend at Larry's, November 10th. Going to be at Chess Club, Doors at 8 o'clock, uh, music by Nominee, Rare Bloom, BFF, plus a secret guest. There's going to be a pizza <gasps> pop-up there. Uh, November 11th, Empire Garage. November 12th at Holdout Brewing. Holdout Brewing's pretty damn tight. Yeah, I do yeah, like yeah, that yeah, place. Yeah. Uh, food by Smalls Pizza. Uh, so there's a little bit of something different every single day, like November 11th at Empire. It's Bad Larry's, Z's Wiener System. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of some fun, like Yum. punk music, all kinds of different stuff every single day. November 12th at Lolo. Uh, food by Chef Fermin Nunez plus Bad Larry. It's free, subject to capacity. November 13th at Hotel Vegas. Big outdoor show, and of course, uh, um, lineup inside, lineup outside. Uh, food by Bad Larry, November 14th at the place where I think Bad Larry hangs the most Little Brother Bar, where again, Bad Larry plus Le Beef will be uh, giving food. All these are actually all but two are free. The ones that aren't free are only $10. You can find more at resoundpresents.com. So go listen to some good music that's affordable. Rock your ass off and fill your tummy with meat. Now, here's my scam. Here's my here's what I'm thinking. Oh no. This uh, Bad Larry guy, I know he's a hipster, I know he's cool. Yeah. Hangs out with cooler younger people. Does he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just assuming that anyone I don't know that still goes downtown is cool and young. Uh, let's get this dude for an interview on the radio. Yes. But is there the expectation or requirement that they're going to bring food? You know what? I I would assume that they shouldn't because <laughs> this is such a specialized, almost like a speakeasy for burgers. It just pops up around different areas. Yeah. You got to know a guy. You got to hey, know the password. Dude, the birria queen, the best secret birria tacos in Austin. We didn't ask her for food hmm. at all. We just wanted to interview. We I bought food to, to share with you and asked her if she wanted to come on air. She did. You know what she also did? Brought us like a bunch of different birria tacos, mm. birria ramen, birria mm. nachos, all that. I remember that day very so, well. So I mean, uh, you know, okay, for, okay. for on-air okay. plugs, we should still try. We all could right. split it. 
I mean, I'll pay the money. I just want Bad Larry to come to me. Just give us burgers, dude. It's not fair that we know people that know you and they haven't invited us out to be like, hey, why don't you come try some of these Bad Larry's burgers? I got the hookup. I mean, it it is fair that, you know, if if you follow Bad Larry on the internet, it says where he's at and go, you can go get him. But here's the deal. Uh, Now that we live and work up north, I don't cross 15th Street unless I have to. Oh, damn, I'm damn not crossing the river. No. I used to be a Southie. True we, and true. Same here. In fact, I used to know people. Oh, I'm not crossing the river to go north. Oh, man. N- not oh, these now days. Now we north town. Dude, dude, I didn't cross Old Torf to go north. <laughs> I know, right? Not for a damn thing. <laughs> now, I'm not. If you see me at Old Torf, it's because I'm visiting family in San Antonio or some crap <laughs> like that. Uh, anyhow, the again, it's a weekend at Larry's. Dude. Good chance to eat some good food, see some kick-ass bands. ResoundPresents.com. If you know Larry, tell him there's a radio show. Show that might be bribed for some free mentions for some burgers. Gotta wet yeah. my beak. Just a little bit of them smash burgers. Mm-mm. I have perfected the art of interviewing. It's Emily explains it all, and yes, you know what? You're really good. Okay. You are a good interview. There's Th- only you. one suggestion I have. One thing that bugs me yeah. when you're interviewing people. Two things that bug me oh, when no. you're interviewing people. But one of them's I do the exact same thing. So we'll get to that later. Yes. Uh, but you perfected it, and you had an entire weekend where you were. I would say you were the lead for 101X. Yeah. No. And, and I was. I was being a little cocky. That's it. There. You just that did was... it. You did the first thing that bugs me. Oh, really? You, yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 You, you do don't that like on, that. You don't you, like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Why not? Uh, I don't. It's just one of those. You know, when people do stuff, you hear it, and it just like sticks with you. Sure. It's just. That it's a tick. I, Did somebody I, tell you that? Now you're going to tell me that so that I can think about it too? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But, but, okay, I, I was being cocky there. I don't think I'm perfect. Uh, but I do, I will admit. You're really good, dude. Don't, don't, you're solid. Don't undersell yourself because you make people feel comfortable. They enjoy yeah. talking with you. And there, there's two reasons I like doing interviews with Emily. One, I'm old and crumpy. Uh, that's not necessarily, but uh, <laughs> uh, dudes are attracted to Emily. Um, because she's cute, so there's that. Sure. Uh, and and female artists, I like interviewing f- young female artists with another young female because I think it puts them at ease, mm-hmm. and it's also not that like I'm your barrier. It's also not that like it, it's probably coming up in an industry where it's always been like older white dudes controlling the microphone and setting the tone. I think it's refreshing to have yeah. a female in radio that's an equal partner and also conducting it. Plus, you just know probably way, way more about up-and-coming artists than, for, than yeah, most people. Yeah, for sure. And and I think the... Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. No, yeah, no. Uh, but I think I think the <laughs> the one issue that I do want to work on, and, and like I was saying, last year when I worked at ACL, um, I was talking to our boss, Lawless, about this, and he... Last year, you guys just threw me into the fire. I was brand new at this job, and it was like, okay, Go work ACL. Okay, well, you're gonna do of all that, of the interviews. You had to do a lot of Zoom interviews because it yeah. was 
when you were the person available. For sure. And that was a time when Zoom and Instagram news were brand new, so they're already weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, and and so the first ACL, I remember having to write down a bunch of stuff. I remember feeling incredibly nervous. And I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe it's the year of experience or something in this job. Mm-hmm. But I walked into the first day of ACL, went to my first interview. No nerves. No nerves. Good. Zero. At all. I was just more excited. I, was, I thought this was fun, and I, I was excited to meet new people. And so since then, I have just found that the number one most important thing when you're doing an interview is coming up when we return. How do you like that for a that tease? That was good. That was a good mm. tease. When we're back with Emily Explains It All. Today, she's explaining how to conduct interviews after two full weeks, six days of ACL Fest, your second year full-time on the radio. Do you think you got it down? I think I, I got it a lot more down than I did last year, and uh, it, it was it was fun. You helped me out, CJ. You were you were great. You bailed and me at times, too. No, I mean, I think, I think what's cool about me and you doing interviews together, which, by the way, selfless plug, you can watch all of them on our website at 101x.com or YouTube. You want to see any of I'm them? I'm going to say I was editing some audio for my show Exposure yesterday. Yeah. And if you think I'm critical of like everything in the world, I'm even more so of myself. And I'm just, I was embarrassed and angry at myself at many times. Uh, I got good audio chunks. I'm, th- I've always been more of a do everything you can on the spot so there's less editing. But obviously, with the way the show works and everything else, I've become a really good editor, and mm-hmm. it pisses me off just how bad. Also, with my Austin FC interviews yesterday or uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just I'm mad at myself, and I'm bad. Well, no. What I was going to say is I think the skill that I look up to you for that I hope that you can teach me in the future is you know so much about the artists like you are very good at your research because there were times I don't do any research well I mean because you just naturally are passionate about the about (laughs) you know a lot of the artists the key is uh, is talk about them they like hearing about themselves you you know everything in particular so you'll bring up oh on this album you did this and this song and blah 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 like you know the details and that's the thing that I lack I'm really good at at seeing them as a person yes more than I am seeing them as an artist and I need to work a little bit more on the artist aspect well I think that's just because that's why I only try to interview artists I'm fans of because then it's more natural yeah and my balance is I'm really trying to not be the NPR dork and I'm also not trying to just be the goofy shock jock I try to I try to find a good way with that I usually try to have and I usually try to have a good icebreaker or something that kind of makes it goofy and then relaxes them so it gets we get easier into it because there were a couple of people that even like the professional Andy Langer was like, Yeah, that dude was kind of a prick or yeah. person and I was like Really? They weren't Emily and I I was like I thought it went great. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that's just See, because yours was a little more rigid. Yeah. And this ties into what my number one rule Your is. Your number one rule. Uh-huh. Of uh, interviewing people. They are people, too. And and that's how I see it. I've never been a person that has been starstruck. I was never a boy band girl or anything like that. And I think that comes in handy when I meet these people. <laughs> because, honestly, I respect them as artists, 
but I don't care about their status. Like I'm not like if I could talk to them and not have any recordings, not take any photos and I'd be OK. Yeah. I'm not there for the picture. I'm there because I genuinely just want to like talk to somebody yeah, yeah. because See, I like people. That's also <laughs> one of the things I try to do is um, it, it's I haven't got there yet, but when when the interview I what the if I was in charge and like really like just would tell the team what to do, I mm-hmm. would say start rolling the moment we walk up. And that's not because I want to catch someone off guard and get that, but usually when you sit it's down with fun people to have a little pre roll well, sort of I don't even want that. You have a pre-conversation like, oh, what have you been up to? What's your festival like? And you have that like off-air thing. I don't want that. I want that to be on air. I want it. I want the like the, the naturalness, the small of it. talk, sure. and the naturalness to be a part of the interview. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to find and perfect a little more is. Uh, to kind of have that just roll in. And I feel, I feel like that's kind of what a lot of people have done when I've done live shows is we're already there. They come and sit down and they're like, oh, wait, we're live. The interview's already started. I'm like, yeah, 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 just talk. And, yeah, and yeah, I feel just like that, come and hang out. That helps. Now, now that we've talked about the positives, you and I, have, and you only know, and I'm not trying to like heavily critique you, but oh, again, no, I, would love I did a lot of uh, audio editing over the weekend and you and I both have a thing that we do and I think it's out of nervousness. I think it's out of having a question, but finding the right way to phrase it, but being more efficient with our delivery of a question um i guess being, beating around the bush i being, i do i do see that Nadia, for what's, sure. what's what's uh, what's the word i'm, I'm looking for so brevity brevity yeah. Um, oh, yeah because again sometimes interviews as as a person who hosts a show is doing it sometimes it is about you and you're a part personality too but it's mainly supposed to be about them and i think you and i me more so than you We'll spend a minute asking a question or weaving around and talking and telling something instead of just being like, your album was really good and you had a really good sing. I, I did this with uh, um, uh, Wet Leg. Instead mm-hmm. of just saying, you had a massive single. Were you nervous trying to follow that up with other stuff? That should have been the question. I could have even done it better just now. But instead, I spent two minutes dancing and repeating myself to get to the effing question. Um, and you did it a couple times, not as much, but it's like, just ask them For the sure. question, have and your piece, ask them the, the question and let them talk instead yep. of you. No, and, totally. And that was one, that's one thing I still really struggle with. No, I, I, I totally agree that that's uh, that's a very good critique. And I noticed that too, after rewatching them, it's so weird rewatching interviews too, because it kind of feels cringy. Like it's I, very cringy. I, I have to do it. And in this industry, you kind of have to do it. It's, and, it's air checking yourself. Yeah, yeah. And all of my friends, um, when I do recordings of anything with them, just fun videos or whatever, they're always like, oh, I hate my voice. And I forget about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I just am so used to my voice at this yeah, point. Yeah, that yeah, no, yeah, I don't yeah. hate it. I don't like it. I just kind of hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. But no, I, I agree. I think... Uh, it was fun. I love doing these interviews and I can't wait till next year and hopefully there's more opportunities. It's experience. Now, it uh, feels fun. Having yeah. conducted interviews with the CJ um, as the day goes along. Yes. Um, drunk versus sober CJ interviewer, which one do you prefer? <laughs> I all, I will definitely have to say the sober CJ, but one thing that does stay consistent is your final question. 
and the goofiness of I the final question. I feel like I question. need to have one thing. And yes. that's the only time I, be, I give a big lead up to a question is usually with that. Yes, yeah, you yeah. do. And, and it's always the same drunk or, or sober. So we posted that dark bird, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That's unairable. Oh. That, but this year's was airable. Okay, good, good. 101X.com for all these. The best way to have your house be the coolest on the block for Halloween. Emily's found it, and it's way better than mine. Time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. Yeah, I love decorating for Halloween. I love setting my house up and, you know, trying to give away some good candy. But, Emily, you found the nerdiest, coolest way to possibly be the best house on the block when it comes to the kiddos trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah. So Pokemon has released uh, these different trick-or-trade Halloween hey, I'm that big cards. big yellow effing rat. <laughs> from the, is that I'm your that Pikachu? yellow rat from Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spencer, Spencer showed me that. It's a <laughs> dumb, dumb thing. Hold on. It's like that Gabagool thing. Gabagool. It's the Gabagool, the, but he, it's the yellow it's rat. the Pokemon version of that, yeah. <laughs> so Pokemon's doing something cool. Yes, they, uh, they have a uh, trick-or-treat. You know whenever you go to Walmart and you can buy those bags of candy. It's the same thing except for now you can go and buy bags of just like individually wrapped Pokemon cards and give them out instead. And I guess there's some, they're called this is adorable. They're called booster packs. Ah, ah, Scary. Um, And they also include holographic if you are a collector or if you're just a fan of shiny things like me and always used to prefer If you the, get a Mewtwo, is it worth a lot? Y- yeah. Um, actually, mm, Mewtwo, Mewtwo is on the list. What too. about Charizard? No. Uh, no, that's not on Squirtle? the list. Mm-mm. No. Squirtle. Squirtle, that was my favorite. That, I'm Squirtle's running out of Pokemon, tight. I know. <laughs> Those no. are starter Pokemon from um, Gen 1. See, I, I'm different. I just You know what I used to collect besides baseball cards? Yo MTV Raps cards. <laughs> what there is used, that? There used to be a show called Yo MTV Raps with yeah. Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, who's a different Dr. Dre. It was a big guy. What? Uh, and it was a rap <laughs> show when I was a kid on MTV, and they used to have cards that would have like MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice, like mm-hmm. all the rappers of the day, yeah. and they would sell packs of Yo MTV Man. Raps cards. That's pretty cool, I actually. I they still had those, dude. <laughs> I bet I could find them. I need to, next no, time like I go home. Um, ones, like new contemporary yeah. artists on there, too. See, the only time that I used to pl- collect cards were Pokemon cards, but I did it this in a very did sad you play, way. But you played, though, right? No. Were you supposed to play? You were supposed to play, but I never did, and technically I only bought one pack of cards, um, my my mom refused to buy me Pokemon cards because we were poor. And so what I would do instead is I would hang around all the rich kids at my school and that would get Pokemon cards and whenever they would get the bad the ones. Double or doubles, bad ones, or just like the cute cards, they would just give them to That's me. Right. Or I would trade my lunch for the good cards. I'd be like, hey, I'll give you my Gogurt and my, uh, I don't know, my kids meal. You starved you yourself for Pokemon. Yeah, for Pokemon cards. Right. So then I had a giant stack and um, the funny part is you didn't even use them to like I didn't use them either no. personally when I, I didn't use them to battle other kids. They're a status guess. symbol. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were totally a status symbol back in the day and I remember Like Pogs for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, would at least actually, battle against other kids with kinda. your slam. Well, no, you just showed Sometimes. off what cards you had back in the Pokemon days. So if you're trick-or-treating at a house and you end up going and only getting Pokemon cards as a kid, are you pissed? Oh no, that's amazing. You don't you don't think the house should do a Pokemon card and candy? Mm, no, no, well, what, what I, I don't a, think so. What if you're in a Digimon instead? 
There's yeah. nobody into Digimon. Are you the, kidding the, the, me? What, about Yugi? what if you're into Yu-Gi-Oh then? Digimon. Digital monsters. Uh, People are totally into Yu-Gi-Oh. Not anymore. Pokemon <laughs> still reigns like supreme. That is the number one. Pokemon um, Go saved him. It was the bridge that brought him to the new generation. I think And can, got some people fit. <laughs> that's true. I think you can buy these on Amazon. Um, and it looks like on... Well, maybe not. They might be all sold out. But it comes... There comes with 40 in a pack, which that's actually... Damn, that's huge. Usually you'd think like 10. good. That's and I think when they first sold it, it was $26.44 for 40 Pokemon cards. And that's... That's pretty fun. I was on a date once and like we got up in the morning and my date, she was like, oh, you need to go. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I've, I've I got to go walk the dog. And so I go downstairs from her little loft or whatever and I'm waiting on my lift and I see her and she's like on her phone walking around all weird. And I'm like, what are you? I was like, I thought <laughs> you were walking the dog. She's like, I'm doing Pokemon Go. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> I got kicked out <laughs> so that bed from she could little play bit of Pokemon morning loving from, what you get. from Pokemon Go instead. Aww. AKA exercise. Yeah, we'll I would have given it. you a squirtle. You <laughs> Oh, CJ. I would have fa- helped her find a good Pokemon. Yeah, okay. And yeah, I yeah, been yeah. Doing some Pokemon. <laughs> I'm going to poke your mom. Oh, <laughs> this is bad. Man. This is bad. Please, Keep please, going, we're y'all. done. We're done. My char is hard. He's like the store brand of funny. CJ Morgan. On 101X. Is ACL the best place to meet people? I don't know because, Emily, do you want to see my impression of dudes at ACL? Yes. Okay. Okay, hat is being off. Oh, and the shirt is, wow, that was a quick time. Oh, you've got a jewel in your mouth and a giant water bottle. You're still wearing your shoes, though. And you are swaying back and forth. I'm wearing flip-flops. Oh, nice. Uh Uh-huh. Good touch. Swaying back and And forth. And imagine I'm real sweaty, though, and I'm bumping into you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't take much longer for that to start happening. You need to hold one of those flags, too, like the flagpoles and start swinging them around. Says something, you know, about balls or something. That's always what the flags say. It's always just like a normal thing, and then I it just has to bring in genitalia. I don't yeah. know why. Well, but the, you listen for, to this show? For the lulls. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a great place to meet people. When I was single, it was a great place to take multiple dates. Take people on yeah, dates? You yeah. went to, wow, because that is an would, expensive date you these meet days. meet someone up at one side of the park. You get, you, yeah, but, but, I, I see where you're going. Spencer gets it because ah. I could get... So back in the day when we had more credentials, one date would have a VIP wristband. Another Wait, date I would at the take, same time? I would take to media. Another date would have like C3 guests and I, could, I was always working. So I would just pop into each area and hang out... Or, you know, if you got three-day individuals, that's what? three days of three dates. No. <laughs> CJ, you Dudes were so are different back in the day. I know. I'm not anymore. <laughs> now I'm engaged and not getting laid by random young women every night while rolling on drugs. That is... So things are great. <laughs> Darn. I'm, su- okay, I'm super well, happy. So happy. Life's, life's better now. <laughs> well, we're only like two minutes into this and you've already convinced me out of it. See, because what happened... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Okay, this didn't happen to me. More like... I wish this happened to me, but unfortunately, there has to be somebody here at 101X that works constantly back there and slaves away. Oh, I noticed because if you've, uh, there's a nice social media recap that 101X did at all our social media at 101X of the interviews and the festival and everything and linking us back, and I was cropped out of every picture. Oh, yeah. wait, who 
What? It's Emily and like Noah Cyrus. It's uh, wait, Emily why did they put that Phoenix. together? I'm I'm literally yeah. cropped out of every picture. Is it because you wore the oh. exact same thing every day? It, it took her until yesterday to realize. I, I, I just can't. I I'm really still struggling from that uh, ACL dust. I, I so to to sidestep here before we get back into is it okay to meet people and date them at ACL Fest? The answer is no. Um, also, you're really dirty, so you don't want to go home and have a one nighter. Um, point being. Uh, Emily, I made the decision on the first Friday of ACL Fest that if you and I were going to be doing interviews together for six days, I was going to wear the same shirt every day. And, and see how long it would take me to notice? Well, not even that. I just wanted, like, once the recaps are done and there's photos and videos. So it looks like I went back and changed every time? And, yeah, yeah, because you had a different <laughs> cute outfit, and I'm wearing the same jeans, same boots, and same uh, uh, same Pearl Snap shirt. Yeah. yeah. And it, uh, I kept, like, tweeting. Every photo on Instagram I did was days apart where it was me, you, and an artist, and you in a different outfit, and yep. me in the same one. Yeah, and my hair gets, uh, it, it progressively moves up on my head because I get sweatier and sweatier and put so my hair up higher and in higher. a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably why I got an infection and had to go to the hospital. Dirty shirt. Who, oh, who knows? Well, that was it. Yeah. Don't admit <laughs> that, that on the radio. So um, is it okay to meet someone? Yes. Yeah, so um, while I was busy back there working, um, my friend who came to the festival with me, I, I kind of let her loose did let her have do the festival thing by herself and awesome. you know if it was anything except for ACL you know I wouldn't feel comfortable but ACL is a very like relatively safe um, festival to be uh, you know alone at and it's just back and forth you can't get lost it's pretty simple yeah. so she went and saw Oliver Tree on Sunday and when I met up with her later she was like oh my gosh crazy so I went and saw Oliver Tree alone and I was standing kind of in the back uh, at watching Oliver Tree and I got to talking to this guy this really cute guy next to me he was and she she had to mention she he was six foot one by the way so that that's important they will we, we mentioned that and um Basically, they got to talking, and I guess by the end of it, he asked for her number. And she was so surprised because she That's was like, That's good. That's sweet. She was like, I'm not like a festival girly. Like, I'm wearing a little house on the prairie dress right now. Like, uh, I, I don't wear like what all the other girls yeah. wear. And she's like, And he kind of seemed like he was an ex frat frat guy dude because he was wearing like a button down uh, Hawaiian shirt and so she was like I'm not the kind of girls where they would ask for my number and I was like but you are because that just happened. Also asking for numbers is a numbers game. Yes but the only issue was is in the rest of the day they kind of like subtly were trying to meet up with each other and she was like well I'm not going to text him back because he has to double text me. I'm like you literally just met him a second ago. If you don't, don't text him back it. he's not going to text you because yeah, he's he doesn't know you. Yeah he's got someone else you. to text. And uh, no I, that's. And it's like oh we can never meet up I'm over here. But I mean it was like that the whole time. <laughs> oh, where sorry I got to like, run back to media. Sorry yeah. I got an interview I got to do. Yeah mm. so everybody <laughs> they, they never got to meet up again that day but he kept texting her through out the night so I haven't and heard an update yet the fact that they had a pretty good chunk of a conversation is a better indicator that maybe there actually yeah. was something clicking and I guess he went over to see Oliver Tree because he was a big fan and his friends wanted to see something else so he was alone too okay so there is some hope there I haven't heard any sort of updates um, I'm a little bit jealous because if I didn't have to slave away back there doing my job that I absolutely love yeah, but you could have been getting numbers from artists <laughs> 
I think no, so. You're such a natural in no, interviews, in my opinion. Uh, no, no artist wants to date me. I'm just <laughs> maybe a, they just want to be friends. I'm just a simple radio host, okay? <laughs> but you know, some dude that's standing out watching Oliver Tree, he would say the same thing about me. See, I'm supposed to be out there pulling my weight with my radio duties, being like, yeah, I went and <laughs> I interviewed Youngblood. And they're like, what? While you're at Youngblood. Youngblood. I'm like, yeah. It, may, it makes me think of that meme where it's like, nobody knows I blah, 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 and everyone yes. in the party is dancing. <laughs> like you're, I thought that when I was watching War on Drugs, it was like, nobody knows I interviewed <laughs> Yeah, right. We've got it, the safest cities in Texas, where to move, where to go, if you can afford to do so. A list just came out of the safest cities in the United States of America, and uh, another list was ranked via SafeWise. They use crime data from the FBI, in addition to demographics, population information, to come up with the safest cities in uh, all of Texas. Cool, dude. Uh, Let me read you just some of the names on this list. Awesome. And see, see if these cities sound safe to you. Okay. All right. Corpus Christi's on there. Uh, no, actually, I don't know where Corpus Christi lands on the list. Okay, but, okay, uh, okay. Here's a few of the safest cities in Texas, and tell me if these names reflect that, because they sound pretty safe. Trophy Club, White House, University Park, Memorial Villages, Crystal City. The hell? Sugarland. Flower Mound. Some of the safest cities in uh, Texas. Wow. Just, uh, just a some few of the safest cities have listed, some of the uh, right there. softest names, if you will. <laughs> and I'll tell you where uh, Austin landed on this. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of the safest cities, surprise, surprise, who would have guessed it? The suburbs. Yeah. The suburbs and gated, commu- and gated communities among some of the most safest uh, cities, uh, according to this data, in Texas. Let's go over a few of the ones in Travis County, starting at number 49 on the list. Cedar Park, right after that. Cool. Lakeway. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Very, very safe place if you're living in Lakeway. Leander. Leander and Cedar Park both booming because everyone that can't afford to live in Austin can't afford to live in Leander or Cedar Park now, <laughs> but a lot of people making uh, those suburbs their homes. Yeah. Uh, Elgin, also a big place where the boom is happening. Uh, Bastrop as well. Just a few of the areas around here that are uh, very, very safe, at least for uh, for Travis and Bastrop counties and Williamson County and whatnot. Sure. Uh, City of Austin, let's find out where do we stand on this list. <laughs> Uh, Austin did not make the list of the 50 safest cities in the United States. Oh, no. Uh, And I know why. It's because we defunded the police and let hobos live on the sidewalk. Obviously. That's exactly why. Yeah, it's real scary out there. It has nothing to do with that we're a massive, booming city that is becoming not a city, but a large metropolis. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with the uh, price or cost of living. Oh, no. Has nothing to do with pushing out poor residents. Oh, no, Has nothing to do with uh, our infrastructure or inability to deal with uh, people of low income and people in need. Nothing Mm -hmm. to do. To do with that. Not to mention the stressors of the past two years, where we had sort of a what was it called a pan, 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 pandemic? Yeah, yeah. None of that's huh. uh, none of that's why Austin <laughs> is uh, considered not to be one of the safest cities. Um, it's it's because we defunded the police. Oh yeah, yeah. And by defunded it means we just barely gave them a little less, and now they have even more. Uh, well, how's we, that working? No, I, I forget. Uh, you know what? Uh, point being, but uh, spoiler alert: Yeah, the uh, suburbs are the safest place to live, which is scary to me because I remember back during the 2020 protests happening in the midst of the pandemic. 
a lot of people were saying that the suburbs is where we're coming. We're going to protesters and Antifa are going to come to the suburbs. They're going to tear down your Starbucks. They're going to break into your house and steal all your Hobby Lobby live, laugh, oh, no. love signs. Oh, no. Uh, turns out that's absolutely not true. So you have the data to support it. You can find this story at uh, KXAN.com. Safest cities to live in. The number one safest uh, trophy club. Oh, so there you go. Wow. Buy your house and trophy club. A live concert is not about you. It is time to render a verdict as to who today's person behaving badly is. And that's what we do on the C.J. Morgan show. Over the weekend, I guess, there was another Harry Styles show. Uh, There were, what, six in Austin? Damn, An yeah. entire week of just Harry. A Harry, Harry week. They called it the Harry House, and he had all yeah. kinds of things and stuff. And he took like a day or two off for a couple other bands. I don't know if you heard of them, Gorillas and, and Florence, uh, Florence the Machine. Machine. But <laughs> in between that, production reset up for Harry. Do you think he like hung out around Austin? I mean, there's the rumor that he can go incognito and that he's bald and all this stuff. But did he did he go do stuff? Or if well, you're that level, well, do you uh, of, uh, do you just stay in your Four Seasons or whatever hotel that? W, where, wherever celebs stay. I don't stay. know, man. I feel like you got to have a handler or someone that sort of guides you around the city and keeps you sort of safe, you know what I mean? That should be me. I was joking back in the day, but it actually did kind of happen. Um, you know, we used to have a lot of comics come in on our show across the hall, um, and I was the digital content producer, so I was kind of around, but Dale, the, the former host, would always be like, oh, CJ uh, likes doing mushrooms, and so a lot of dudes, <laughs> like, I, I don't remember exactly, I don't say, like, Ari Shafir, Kurt yeah. Metzger, like, a lot of guys would come through, and I'd be like, I used to live right behind the station, so I'd actually hook them up, and then I started joking, I was like, oh, man, Matt, I'll be the buddy of all the comics if I'm the guy that, like, I'm their hookup in Austin, and then I can hang out with them, and he's like... CJ, you don't want to be that. Like, there's that guy in every city, and yeah. that guy's a loser yeah. because that guy hangs out with the comics, but he's not a comic. Right. He just gets them drugs and then annoys them by trying to be the funny <laughs> friend. No, 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 no. The drug dealer's not the friend. It's just the drug dealer. Oh, my God. But still, an important part of the ecosystem. But Agreed. That, that was not me. Uh, anyhow, Harry Thanks. Styles doing a bunch of big shows, and over the weekend, someone decided to make the show about themselves. I know. How? By doing this. It's very unseasonable. Well, that's unfortunate. Okay, shake it off. Anyway, for the rest of the show. So it's kind of hard to understand what happened just by watching the video, but if sure. you listen to it, what happened is. Uh, Harry Styles was doing his thing where he banters with the crowd in between songs. He's really good at talking, hanging out. And uh, someone threw a bottle at his dinger. That's what that (laughs) boink, like some radio station added that sound effect. (laughs) Thank you, radio. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. So here it is again, Harry Styles getting hit in the dinger. It's very unseasonable. So yeah, he just again bonk okay. right in the dinger, dude. I know that sound, lovely cartoon bonk. Sound effects in radio are so bad and corny, but I gotta hear that again because it is so dumb and it makes us both laugh. Why did they put? Okay, because then then <laughs> it is, because it's like a, a old footage of America's Funniest Some Videos where uh, Bob Zaya would be would like, narrate. "Oh my goodness!" and then bonk. I used to hate when he would do the voices. I was like, "The the comedy's already there." I Maybe not on everything, but it works in in radio. One more time. 
Bonk. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> pretty simple. Don't throw something on the stage. Harry Styles, why are you charging so much money and doing so many shows? But uh, actually going to flip back and, and render a verdict on today's person behaving badly. It's got to be me, right? Why? What'd you do wrong? Was that you in the crowd? No, because had I not given comedian Ari Shafir mushrooms, hallucinogenic drugs, he might have been more straight-laced and up and going, but now that man has become a full-on addict. Mm. He regularly does hallucinogenic drugs, and I'm the one that got him hooked. Uh, I don't know. I'm the pusher. Look, man, I don't think I would put all that responsibility on you. Actually, I would put maybe none of it. Because uh, it's his life, bro. No, absolutely. I did this to Ari Shafir. You were I pushing made him, him a druggie. You were pushing him. By giving him shrooms. He was he, saying, no thanks, man. He had I'm never good. done them before until he visited our radio stations. I have a hard time believing that. Uh, I will say, uh, this was years ago, long time ago, during the Moon Tower Comedy Fest. And uh, one time, while on shrooms at a show, I was with a date. And she's like, hey, Ari Shafir's here. And I look right next to me, standing there watching the show. And she's like, we were both on shrooms. Um, pizza <laughs> toppings and she goes no. hey go talk to him and ask how they were and I'm like no I'm not doing that Darren and she's like no no just go talk to him and I'm like no and she goes Ari Ari and like waves him over and so he kind of like weirdly comes over and she elbows me and I'm like hey man are those those treating you good and he like looks at me weird and is like d- gives me the signal not to talk because yeah. one it's during a comedy show right two if you're tripping you don't want people interrupting your bubble of comfort so, yeah, I'm today's person behaving badly. Well, just for this specific instance, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'm a pusher and a, I'm an interrupter of a trip and comedy show. Uh, I'm a heckler. Yeah, no, I'm, let's, let's I'm the that, worst. Let's hear that dong bonk one more time. <laughs> the top lifestyle changes we never follow through with. As the end of the year approaches, it's that time where we really start thinking, damn, I made a New Year's resolution. I didn't do it. And on Clickbait Corner today, we found a study that finds the top 10 things that uh, you don't follow through with. Oh, man. What are your usual New Year's resolutions? I don't have any. I have two. Make some for next year, maybe. That's what you <laughs> that, that'll be your. Um. So by 2024, <laughs> you'll be good to go. Mine are usually exercise more and yeah. drink less. Those are my two constant ones. That sounds about right to me. Which, uh, when you're hungover, uh, is very easy to, oh, to yeah. do on, on New Year's Day. But here we go. These are the top 10 lifestyle changes we never follow through with on Clickbait Corner, where we click the list so you don't have to. It's all the crap out there on the internet. Filtered through our eyes. Number 10, making sure you get enough me time. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what is me time? That's, yeah, that's they when really I'm falling need asleep. To find that. Is it self-care or is it like... I've, I've had plenty of me times where I, I'm, not, I'm up to no good and I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. You know or what you I mean? get sad. Yeah, or that. Time. That's not even like me time isn't always the best. I need you know? to get out of the house and get to work. Sometimes or you go need, to Target. Sometimes you need we time with more multiples. That, that's a, that's a uh, resolution right there. Number nine, being better about recycling. Yeah. I, can, I can say I'm one of those that, oh. you know, I'll pick some cans out of that. Um, uh, number eight, reading more. Yeah, that's something I need to do. Uh, as far as uh, reading articles and like just stuff on the daily, I'm fine with. But I need to sit actually down, sit down and either read literature a short story or, or just non- a book or fiction. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it helps you speak some better's when you actually, it, it actually are reading. Does it helps you uh, and write better? Yeah, write better or just talk talk less bad. Uh, num- number seven, <laughs> eating more vegetables. I, I could do that. I've been doing that more, though, so it feels good already. I'm supposed to with this whole hospital recovery. They're like, eat healthy. Last night I had some veggies. 
The Good. mushroom, the mushroom on my pepperoni pizza. Mm, That's dip. about it. And yeah, <laughs> dipped it in ranch dipped and buffalo yeah, sauce. Yeah. Yum. Uh, number six, cutting back on alcohol. That is a Ooh. big one that I'm finally this year kind of sort of trying to do. Proud of you, man. You've been doing well so far. So far, yeah. Sober October, baby. Number five, using your phone less. That's hard, especially like when you're alone and there's nothing to do like even taking it to the bathroom with me which i think yeah. is gross but that's when it, hey that's that knocks out number 8 reading more <laughs> that's when i have my phone yeah, on the, you really on the should uh, you should set parameters to like you know like you need to use your phone sometimes, obviously, and that's totally fine. I think it's okay to use it for fun and games, but when you're re- overly reliant upon it, yeah, it, when you, it, it it starts to it creates this weird like dependence. Dependence, yes, thank because you. Because you get bored easily without being on your phone, and yeah. then suddenly it's just like, and oh, like, I have to have it everywhere. And when I, you don't have <laughs> it, you start being like, whoa, what do I look at and read? One thing I am proud of myself for actually having done, I don't think it was necessarily a New Year's resolution, is to just be okay just with your thoughts. It's actually really scary at first. Yes, it it's is. It's terrifying sometimes still, even for me. But you don't but even it's like, have a oh, choice. just sit around thinking about, oh, look at that pretty color over there and that thing. And then you get it's lost. It's just as generic and stupid as it's like it, it basic as it sounds, but it's like it's hard. It, it's it's really harder than weird you think. adjusting. Yeah. Uh, so number four, less transcendental. Eating less sugar. Sure, why not? Healthy's oh, yeah. big thing. Sugar's bad. Uh, I guess this is the big thing with people having the tracking watches. Hitting ten thousand steps a day. That's good for you. Absolutely. I don't think I can. You know what? I would start with at least three thousand. Yeah, and then go from there. I try to get up and pace around. Uh, Number two, going to bed earlier. Here's the thing with with the mountain that you pace, you probably get a good five thousand steps in a day. I'm gonna check my phone. Let's find out. I do pace a lot. Let's see. I know that I do. Sometimes I'll pace literally just inside around the house for like a good ten minutes. I can't sit still. Even if I'm at a concert or a soccer match, I constantly have to get up and go like walk around and do something. (laughs) I've noticed. Even here, man, when we're supposed to, we're like waiting for like a song to end. You're like, all right, I gotta gotta go walk around. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's okay, man. It's not. It's supposed to be, part of it's because my back hurts and I want to stretch, but the the other thing is, is I think sitting in one place too long maybe goes back to what you were talking about. I start getting into my thoughts too much, yeah, and so I need that change of uh, scenery to get up and get out, and and maybe that's, maybe in an unhealthy way is when I'm doing my pacing. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, pacing normally isn't a healthy thing, (laughs) unless you're actually actively exercising, when you're just pacing, that's because you're, you know, a little anxious or something. Uh, I found my steps. Uh, yesterday was five thousand. Yeah, oh, nice. Dude, I, I nailed it. Supposed to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> supposed to be resting. I guess. Let's see. When was the last time I was actually at work? That's that's been a minute, hasn't it? I think you can look at a whole calendar on this. So, so you got a little app to track your your steps. Yeah, and your your iPhone has one. Yeah, okay. So, and obviously, because again, number five is using less of your phone. This is Clickbait Corner, by the way. Top lifestyle changes we never follow through with. Um, putting my phone away. No, I always have it with me. Um, it looks like, and you're pretty accurate, dude. In September, I averaged five thousand steps a day. Yeah. So I guess I am getting up and pacing yeah. <laughs> around the building a lot. Hey, man, uh, that that's keeping you healthier than you think it is. So. Which goes with number one. Hey. Our number two is going to bed earlier. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Number one, exercising more. There you go. I'm here's, here's the thing about doing it. going to bed early. Sometimes it is, doesn't work at all anyway. Because then you wake <laughs> you just up. Can't and, fall asleep. Yeah. And then you wake <laughs> up at three in the morning and you're up. That was that, that was me last night. It sucks. I hate it. ADD Radio.
CJ Morgan on. Wait. The eyes of robots are upon you. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? Robots? They can be both. Matt Beard's back. Yeah, the University of Texas at Austin announced earlier today that autonomous robots are soon going to be roving the buildings and streets of the UT campus. You're taught you familiar with those Boston dynamic robots? They look like a dog, like the a headless dog. The ones where they they build these creatures that can do backflips and then smash them with baseball bats. Yeah, right. cool, great idea. Let them free. Uh-huh. Oh, you said the horror ones. Horror. Sorry, I thought you said the horror ones, and I was like, uh, that, not that's, yet. That's across the seas. Uh, yeah, not yet. We're trying to get there. A new grant uh, has gone to an inter- interdisciplinary mm. team of researchers at UT. They want to study how these robots interact with pedestrians. Right? Uh-oh. So they've come there. Of course, UT, one of the best research facilities uh, and research um, institutions in the, the country. Best, uh, not the best third down defense. Okay. Uh, so they've got this big grant. They're going to send those kind of horror dogs all around, and they'll be able to start getting information about how these robots, because right now when they bring the robots out, they can show you that they can dance, they can do backflips, they can oh, walk yeah. and open doors, right? But the one thing that we don't know yet is how do they interact in a huge crowd of people? And so they just want to send them out every day walking uh, around campus. No, man. Well, you're really, you should see the division on the internet that has happened in the last three what hours. What happened when they tried to make a robot, it was a fake one, travel the country? He ended up like broken in half and trashed in Philadelphia. I mean, it's how we learn. People. I've seen what the city has done with the bird scooters. I mean, we're going to have a bunch they of ended these. ended up in Lady Bird yeah. Lake. Now, I will say this these mega dogs. Are going to be harder to throw in the lake. They weigh like uh, twenty six hundred pounds. They're and defensive weaponry. Yeah, yeah they, they can they kill fight you. Back. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> again, to bring it. up a sports reference, it doesn't matter. College kids at the University of Tennessee took massive goalposts, marched to miles, and threw them in a river. Yeah, you you were in a fraternity. Correct. How long before a pledge is made to go ride one of these or steal it? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's it's saying, already happened, Matt. Yeah. They're saying, hey, look, we <laughs> want to learn more about this, but I will say the internet is just like, this is an absolute no-go. I would never go to a school that's collecting my information. Uh, Wait, they're using this to. Uh, they're using this because <laughs> yeah. they want to. They want to track your motion uh. so they can advertise to you on your campus. I mean, the conspiracies are coming out uh, widely. A bunch of professors are pushing back and saying, "Hey, this is actually a great opportunity. And if we are in the future going to work with these robots so they can help humanity, we need to have this step." And that sounds really logical, right? Sure. And then somebody pointed out, "Wait a minute! Didn't you once work for Halliburton that creates bombs? <laughs> You're part of the deep state." The internet has erupted today Damn. between people who really like the idea hey, of military, robots. Military, military tech fuels innovation. I will say this: in the future, it would be good. I don't necessarily want to a bunch of guns on these and send them into crowds. But in the future, please, if, if you have somebody who is a danger to themselves, say they have a knife, right now when we send police there, they in a lot of those them. situations, somebody ends up shot and killed, right? But in the future, um, a robot doesn't fear for its own life. 
and could be better to be in one of those situations to help somebody who's mentally ill become disarmed and still get to keep their life and get the help that they need. That's, totally. that's one of the positives that I could see here. Totally worked in the first scene of RoboCop. Well, I was going to say, but also, the other thing I see here is, very quickly, you could you could twist the programming, and these things go nuts, and they kill us all. It is a slippery slope, my friends. <laughs> Indeed it is. So, I am not going to tell you whether it's weird or wired. <laughs> I am going to tell you, if you like an internet fight, go check out Twitter. Did you know? Welcome to Did You Know? Matt, we did a version of this at ACL Fest, and uh, someone approached me in the park and said, "Like, hey, did you did did you do that? Did you know today?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I heard you coming in. Do, now, how do y'all do that?" I'm like, "I I just find stuff on Wikipedia. How do you do that? Print it." He's like, "No, no. Like, the did you know?" And I was like, "I find random facts and then I just read them." He's like, "No, no, no, no. The did you know?" And then finally he goes, did you know? And I was like, oh, you just go, did you know? I was like, wait, you do that? And I was like, yes. That's right. I felt oddly proud that we've uh, we've taken one of the easiest Man. tropes in radio, which is just to repeat a catchphrase, and it's turned into an entire I kept, segment. I kept trying to do it all last week when you were out, and I just couldn't nail it, man. It made me, it made me miss you. Hey. I missed you. Did you know that? Back. I did. <laughs> but more importantly, did you know where Arby's got its name? Uh, oh. I actually do know the answer to this one. It is not, you know, secretly for R and B for roast beef. No, which everyone thinks it is. It's the the initials from the guys who started the place. Yeah, Leroy and Forrest Raffle, or the Raffle Brothers, are bees. They called it Arby's. Oh. Now, did you know where they got the penis hat idea from? Penis That's hat. It's not a penis hat. What is it? It's a penis hat. That's a roast beef hat. Everybody knows that that's the <laughs> hat you wear if you're a roast beefery. Oh, okay. I guess that makes a lot more sense. They just don't have a giant phallic sign as their hat. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Austin's own. What's the burger place that just moved into the Arby's and kept the hat? Uh, uh, they're yeah. damn good, man. What is it on Burnet Road? I know. Stop talking, and I can tell you what it is. You got to start it with a did you know before I would have had it if you hadn't asked me. Damn it, Susan. It's, it's not driving sh- me crazy. It's not Hat Creek. There you go. Hat Creek. Did you know Hat Creek took Arby's penis hat? There we go. Did you know uh, red pistachios have basically disappeared in the U.S.? Whoa. They were once imported from the Middle East, and the red dye was used to cover up the imperfections because the nuts were actual low quality. Most of today's pistachios, they stay green, and they don't need the dye because Americans do it right. Who would have thought we would buy and import something cheaply from overseas that was dyed a different color <laughs> to protect its integrity? Did you know? Keeping with a the yummy theme, frosting and icing both have different definitions. Yes, <laughs> and we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about it in this context. Oh, hey, who even? Okay. Uh, did you know frosting is supposed to be fluffy and made with a base of cream or butter? Yeah. Icing itself is a thin glaze that's, right. that's made with a base of sugar or egg whites. So one of them is basically. Thicker. Mm-hmm. The other one's thin. One's more like the pre. Stop frosting. No, grow up. So, you, frosting is, uh, icing is better if you're making a nice thin design. Um, frosting is better if you're just having a thick coat. Mm-hmm. Something okay. like that. Yeah. You know, if you're sure. if you're a baker, you get what I'm saying. Did you know the famous Carl's Jr. 
who Carl's Jr. Hardy's was first, right? And then Carl's Jr. bought out Hardy's. It doesn't matter because neither one of them have a hat. They don't. Mm-hmm. That's Thank what would have saved them. <laughs> nice. See, men are, uh, it's advertising. Men are uh, basically attracted to phallic symbols. So we that's why you see it's not it so even much that. in ads. When you grew up and you went to Burger King, they gave you a paper crown you could wear sometimes. If you went to Long You're John if you went to Long John Silvers when you were a kid, sometimes they gave you a pirate hat. When you see Arby's, you always hope that maybe they'd give you a ten gallon hat when you went there. Never happens. Carl's Junior Hardy's disappeared. Uh did you know Carl's Junior once had a sibling Mexican restaurant called Taco de Carlos? That <laughs> 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 just uh guess what? It didn't work. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> All 17 <laughs> locations were uh, were sold off <laughs> during the 80s. And that's today's yeah. Did You Know? That's actually how Spirit Halloween began, though. <laughs> I'm just taking over. <laughs> I love dumb data. And, Spencer, we have some dumb data. Uh, a website came up with somehow. They found uh, the actors that said the most F-bombs in movie history. We've oh. got an entire list. I'm going to tell you, number ones kind of should be disqualified. I'll explain that in a moment. But first, if you could say what actor in, in your mind, top of your head, said the F-bomb, mm. the worst one, the most times in history in movies, who do you think that would be? I think it would have to go to maybe uh, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. That's what I thought. He had to be number one. He didn't even make the top ten. No oh, man. I think they cheated because I think his is mother. Uh, he, he would say that and the F word. So they're that only maybe doing counts. an F word, but that yeah, th- still counts. That's exactly what I think is That's the portmanteau. You've just combined two words into a whole new word with whatever. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson should be number one on this list. As a so matter of fact, mm-hmm. I have a famous clip of uh, Samuel L. Jackson on uh, Snakes on a Plane. We gotta clear the snakes on the cockpit. Yeah, yeah, clear the snakes on the cockpit. Yeah. Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. movie edits of all time. I love how creative they got. This Monday to Monday Friday, Friday plane. Yeah, what? No one and, talks like that. And they had to call him in to do that extra voiceover. But yeah, <laughs> dude, he didn't even uh, make the uh, he didn't even make the the top ten, which is surprising. Number one, if you had to if you had to guess, now that you know it's not Samuel L. Jackson, who mother effer that would be his. Who else, who else would is, you guess? Yeah, there's a Joe Pesci where where I would think maybe he could be up there a little bit. He's been in gangster movies. Correct. Um, he probably just says it a lot in his own free time. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I know for a while that uh, Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Uh, B-Rabbit slash Eminem, in the I, I know movie. that 8 Mile movie had a record at one point, but I'm not sure, man. Let's find out. Here's the clip. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> really funny. Uh, what do you mean I'm funny? It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean the way I talk? It's, you're just funny. It's... I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? I'm not just... What is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Tell me. <laughs> I almost had him. I almost had him. Frankie, was he shaking? I wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fold under questioning. <laughs> 
Joe Pesci from uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, Joe Pesci, number one. Yeah. Uh, with 272 F-bombs in a movie. But here's why it doesn't count. They broke it down by movie. And in Casino, he did 241. That's solid. Yeah, but that's that means that most of his count, uh, 85% of it, I don't even want to do the math, 241 out of 272, 90%. Um is all from one movie. And Casino's the one where he has to watch his brother get a... Uh, and that's where the meme came from, like an Italian watching <laughs> watching someone put pineapple on a pizza. Uh, but the, you know what? That's kind of weird because it's all one movie. But Joe Pe- Pesci tops it, followed by number two. Al Pacino, okay. 197. Donnie Brasco, he said it 68 times. Damn. Uh, Jason Mewes from uh, oh. 183. 183 from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Damn, dude. Can't uh, forget Jason Mewes either. Jonah Hill, 138. 59 from Get Him to the Greek. Leonardo DiCaprio, 144. The majority coming from Wolf of Wall Street. Seth Rogen, 140. <laughs> the majority coming from Pineapple Express. Yeah. Uh, Danny McBride, 131. Not Pineapple Express, but 30 minutes and less. That's where his come from. Uh, ben Affleck, 126. I guess most of his F-bombs. Uh, I, I would have thought in uh, maybe Dazed and Confused, maybe, no, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, really? No, yeah, not even the movie where he's the gangster in Boston that huh. falls in love with that lady. Huh, okay. What was that one called? Okay. Uh, the, the Town, something like that? Yes. Uh, John Goodman, 113, 61 of them, The Big Lebowski. My man made it. Johnny's yes. up there. Uh, and then Jason Bateman with 109. Jason. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Uh, 62 huh. of them in the movie Bad Words. So. You, uh, you know the guys uh, from the Trailer Park Boys, they made a movie called SwearNet. I think it was specifically just to break the swearing record. But I'm glad they're not up there, mainly because uh, I think the entire reason they made their little indie film SwearNet was to break the record itself. So I don't know if that should count necessarily. Uh, a couple of other ones. The S word, uh, <gasps> the most for that is Denzel Washington. Yeah, man. Uh, training day being his most. Uh, Jason Mewes again. Hi. Seth Rogen's number three. And then if you uh, scroll down, you'll get to Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Pulp Fiction, he said the S word uh, 33 times. As for hell... Al Pacino, number one in hell. Leonardo DiCaprio, number one in hell. Dennis Quaid, uh, number three Dennis. in hell. And then Keanu Reeves, number four for Constantine. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> He's just talking count. about hell. I, I know. Uh, mm. As far as females who have cursed the most, uh, Julia Roberts yeah, is baby. in the top 25 of all uh, actors and actresses or whatever for saying the S word and hell. So there you go. The most cusses, but again, I think this date is skewed because think so. Samuel L. Jackson got to be number one. Yeah. Oh, well. It's the C.J. Morgan Show on KROX FM, Q to Austin. 101X. 101X.